0: Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote-unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked. Totally and absolutely. The rioters rioted, and they knew they were wrong. But then came along Kyle, his rifle and pussy were long. He strolled through the streets with impeccable style, put four shots in the dick of a Yakubian pedophile. <laughs> All my pockets, but found no fucks to give. Mm. I greet you this evening, brother, in the voice of God. May my voice his voice, and may my voice be
1: Church. Church.
0: My wife is gonna divorce me. It's couplets Stop
1: <laughs> Death
0: by a thousand couplets. Listen, when you got years of freestyling on beats under your belt, and you've got you got to get a syllable in every nanosecond. If you are riding the beat right and you land. And you got your word that you're gonna rhyme with, and within a few seconds, you gotta know where you're going with it to land on it right. So two simple bar I could this may be the way that I just communicate from now and forevermore.
1: This yeah. is great. It, it really, really is. And I, I've been playing around with it myself and, and for a long time too, because I just love dolomite so much, just as a as the entity. You know what I mean? Like I don't even bother judging dolomite movies along the lines of cinema and it continuity error like i don't give a damn bro i'm i'm <laughs> i watch dolomite movies with a smile on my face for the for the whole two hours i don't give a shit i love him i love everything about what he did he's one of those you know what it's like uh how uh master p changed the game mm-hmm. I it, whether you like his music or not you know you gotta respect what he was able to pull off and the legacy that mm-hmm. he created, and that's how I feel about Dolomite. Whether or not you like the movies, yeah, the script might be a little cheesy and whatever. It's Dolomite, so right. I just love it, dude. So I, I love where we're going. I-, I love the fact that we're actually creating the real scaffolding of a uh, of what, from the outside looking in, must be very similar to a religious cult, and I ain't mad. <laughs> I'm not mad at
0: all. Farrakhan started by singing Calypso, but I'll build my dick cloud with cartoons
1: and crypto. (laughs) It's the best form of (laughs) oral communication. Honey,
2: please don't come out anymore.
1: Honey, I'm in the room,
0: I'm doing the cast.
2: Can you tell them
0: what you did. I'm inside the room and I'm doing my cast. <laughs> and if you don't leave soon, my shoe will be far up your ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, you definitely going to get yourself in trouble. Do you want to get cut tonight.
0: I don't want to get cut, honey, but you got to let me express what I feel in my soul.
2: You I told her me, Bongo, what you did to my child.
0: I didn't do nothing to your child. Look,
1: like I said I stand by what I said earlier. If listen. she wants to treat your body like a plow <laughs> treats the field, she must suffer in silence
2: you and prepareth
1: you.
0: thine meals. That's
2: why. So,
0: so right my now. my stepson just be having people at the house like willy nilly whenever he feel like it, and so I'm like, look, I don't like people just in my house. I didn't, if you didn't ask me, you bring some people over, then I don't know, and I'm not changing my plan. So when he have his friends over, look, I got my my tidy my 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 tidy whiteys on, and <laughs> I'm going through the not, house comfortable. That
2: was not. That's
0: plan. what's happening.
2: You <sighs> did it on purpose to be nasty.
0: Listen, don't bring no people in my house that I didn't As you invite. you should. I'm gonna be As comfortable. you should.
2: Those poor children were subjugated to your fucking red hot tidy whiteys.
1: They look good on me, honey. They're form I ain't fitting. Not. They're lucky they didn't get bear-sicked on them. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I, I feel like Dolomite would have done nothing less. That's in the scripture somewhere. It it's in the scripture somewhere. Nice.
2: Those poor kids.
1: If you come in my house but
0: not from my invite, you might have a dick, a ball, or an asshole in your sight. <laughs> <laughs> honey, I love you. Let me do my thing. Let me record this, honey. The people need this. The people need guidance. Mm. They need shepherds. They. We have to. We have to give them the truth or the voice of God. Do they. and You're bring the all one the people together? That's
2: gonna bring that to the people.
0: Of course not, honey. I'm simply a vessel for the voice of God. Mm. See, you, You're
1: exactly. A for God. Exactly can't fight this kind of this, this kind of light.
2: wisdom
1: wisdom that, and judgment
0: <laughs> i've heard enough woman you know the voice of god works through me bitch i got a prenup so you can't ever sue me yeah
2: because god <laughs> just throws around the word bitch all the yeah, time
0: he does he's a, he's, a, he's a loving but harsh god yeah
2: i'm gonna punch you in the dick and then, it's called like,
0: long pussy, honey. That's, here. that's like initi- initiation level one, honey. You gotta use the right verbiage. Right. It's called on. long pussy. That's a, it's clearly. Ain't no pro, such uh, thing as a dick. A dick is just a broken pussy, honey.
1: It's clearly it's, a, pro, it's a broken, prolapsed broken vagina. broken
0: long pussy. Clearly, prolapsed vagina. I love you, honey. <laughs> She turned everything off in this room. I'm just sitting in darkness. That's a Triple stage
2: darkness. <laughs> Look,
0: this I is this it. is a this is eleventh dimensional blackness. You you mm-hmm. we now officially have copyrighted and owned official authentic blackness. Everything and and we're purifying it. We're purging it. We're taking the flyer shit, the best shit, the most productive and profitable shit. And all of the self-destructive nonsense, and all the fucking you can't fucking go for Amazon, but you can sell Nikes to make your money. Uh, all of that dumb shit we're throwing it out the window. And and I challenge anybody to come on and out black us. If you're oh, not you speaking can't. in cult, couplets with dolomite, if you don't got the library of knowledge under your under your belt to just draw on, you know. I listen. I welcome in. I, I'm I'm I, I'm fine with putting. That line in the sand and posting the flag, and and I would say this is this is the blackest, most righteous shit that's ever been cultivated in the history of the world.
1: I agree. There's nothing blacker than dolomite as the voice of God. It don't no. get you just can't you can't mine any deeper. Dolomite as the voice of God is the bedrock of blackness. It don't go no farther than that. That that's technically where it should have started. And if y'all are who you claim to be, you you would have already thought of this. Yep. The, the fact that we're the first was to put it into context and not put it in context as a joke for us to mine and as a thing to, for us to profit off of. This is the literal foundational voice of the cult. This is what's informing all of all, all of the, the real deal actions and, and how we project our ideology on the world. There's always the voice of Dolomite in the background. So that way, Absolutely. you're gonna get you're gonna get love, you're gonna get guidance, and you're gonna get harsh, sharp judgment. Absolutely, and, yeah, and it, you can't ask for no more from your God.
0: And every and that's why every ritual, every call and response, you know, may peace be with you and you as well. Yeah, we kind of got that, you know the the but it's the voice of God. May His voice be my voice, and may my voice be ours. You just and, and may your voice be mine. Just just whatever it is. And, it, and that's the foundational cornerstone is that whatever that that small voice, that moral voice in your head is, that's analyzing the fuckery and trying to make sense of it and 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 break it down in moral terms and be succinct and clear. If it's not Dolomite's voice, you're doing it wrong. And so all of the rituals from the from the ceremony of docking to the pouring, the the gourd of sacred African waters onto people to purge them from their coonery, Whatever the ritual may be, the whole thing is carried out in two-bar couplets, as Dolomite would have wanted. Because if it's not in the form of a couplet, then you already, you already, that's some white Jesus shit. You talking on behalf (laughs) of white God. I'm already throwing you out the
1: window. Reductio ad cunum. If it's not (laughs) Dolomite... That you know where this conversation is about to go.
0: Listen, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Elijah, Muhammad, Farad, Muhammad, they they were light skinned. They had really good hair. I don't want to hear it. Mm. Dolomite is more blacker. If that's not your starting point, I just can't. I can't fuck with you. We've already lost. If if your starting point isn't Dolomite, is the voice of God, or you have Nikes on, you've already lost. Lost There's just no point. Yeah. And
1: let's not forget, you know, Farrakhan is the same guy who said that uh nappy hair and a wide nose was a curse from god let's not I was forget was not aware of that oh yeah he he said this in a speech he said why you think your hair is as nappy as it is and your nose is wide and it's a curse from god and and it took uh the rasta named mutabaruka so he went on mutabaruka's show a little while later and uh and mutabaruka grilled him about it now when Okay, so just for context, he's a musical artist, but he's also like almost like a high priest of Rasta, you know, mm-hmm. faith. And he he does more talking and book writing than he does making music. You know what Got I'm saying? He's, he's a real deal strong figure. He probably don't wear shoes. He's like one of those type of dudes. Like if you saw him and he was barefoot, you'd be like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Right. And Muta Baruka was one of the first people I heard. He described... Uh, White people who love reggae As masochists He's like because all we do In this music is burn Them and their ideology and their ways But they love it they show up and they dance To it they don't understand that we're casting Fire on them so they must be Masochists so he's No joke and when he got on the radio A radio interview with Farrakhan, he grilled him on it. And Farrakhan, re- he retracted all his words, and he apologized. You know how he do. Oh, brother, right. brother, that, that that's not what I meant, good brother. It was like, you get the... I heard you. <laughs> I heard exactly what you said. And now when you get your feet put to the fire, instead of standing on it and doubling down like Dolomite would have done... First of all, Dolomite would have never said no stupid shit like that. But if you confronted him about anything, he would stand on it. And, you know, I saw him fold. Now, not to say that that tarnishes his entire legacy, or, you know, we we don't want to do that, but let's just keep it real when it comes to the measurement of, you know, the thing that we need to pull us up out of this uh, triple darkness. Clearly, Dolomite has the upper hand in this conversation, clearly.
0: Absolutely. And I would even go so far as to say that that makes Farrakhan more legitimate that someone could bring it to his attention. And he might have weaseled out of it but I don't like the double downing when you're wrong. When you say some dumb shit, the best thing you can do is just be like, you know what, I fucked up. That is some retarded shit I just said, forgive me. Um, And as far as um, white people being masochists, that's an unfair assessment. It's it's the best music that's ever been created. It's not fair. (laughs) It's right. not fair to be like, yeah, you know, we're chanting down Babylon Kingdom, chant down Babylon. Now we want it all to fall apart. We think it's founded upon wickedness, and we're totally not on board with a lot of this Western civilization shit. We make a lot of songs, uh, praying for its downfall. Even though, you know, Jamaica is better off having, you know, some some Western influence. You know, there's some there's some there's some there's some, there's some, there's some, there's some things we can mutually benefit from one another by engaging. You know, what culture has done what and things that make life easier but reggae music has to be it has to be something shared with the entire world it it, it can't be a secret it's hands down there's no basslines better there's no there's no melodies that are more infectious the root shit is literally the easiest shit to vibe to and dance to yeah i literally can't dance to anything i could bob my head on beat and i can rhyme on beat all day long i for some reason my body just is it won't get with it the only time I've ever been able to move to anything and actually be in sync, as one of my old girlfriends pointed out to me, she's like, look, you, you fucking suck. But whenever I see you moving around the house, smoking weed and, and, and dancing to some reggae, you're actually on beat. It's the only time you're ever on beat. There, there, there's something just universal and powerful about it. So he can't, I, I reject his notion of masochism um, on the grounds that um, I don't want to pigeonhole Reggae's purpose. It needs to, it needs to be, the world is a better place if more people listen to it. And I commend him and Farrakhan for, um, you know, you hold his feet to the fire. And he was eventually able to, even if he did it in a Weasley way, admit that that's some ridiculous shit. That's some right. Church of Mormon type shit.
1: Yeah. Now I'll give it to him. When I said you like you double down, that's assuming that you think you were correct in what you first said. But if you if you genuinely have changed your mind and you realize how it sound and you want to, then you should yeah. be able to back off it, and you know reposition yourself. But it was just like, what what were you thinking when you said that, B? I mean, just because you have a perm, right now and fair skin, why? It's just weird. It's just a weird stance to take. Speaking to a room full of black people, telling them that their hair and wide noses is a curse from God. Like, what God is this you speak of, sir? It's not dolomite. It's indefensible. <laughs> dolomite wouldn't say that shit. It's not. It's Farad Muhammad, bro. That's what it is. He he do, he probably trickled that down somewhere into the consciousness of Farrakhan. But it's all good, you know. Wherever you see the devil, you pick up a rock. You know what I mean? No, no, and, and we
0: have <laughs> to, we have we have to purge it metaphorically, lyrically,
1: <laughs> lyrically.
0: We're, pick up a rock. We we have we have to purge all of the fallacy and nonsense from it. Only then is it the most purest, most blackest thing that there's ever been. Right. So we we, we commend was it Moody, you said? Muta Baruka. Muta Baruka. We commend him and we commend his admonishment of Farrakhan so that this may be official Dolomite doctrine purged from the official canon of uh of uh of 11th dimensional blackness and obviously there's gonna have to be some section a footnote in the reductium kunum um that addresses this so that if anybody says some nonsense like that we can point them to this statement from farrakhan and uh, undermine their assertion of blackness
1: right i dare anybody to confront the dolomitian doctrine where you're facing your own destruction i just warned just to, just so you're forewarned you're facing your own destruction lyrically okay. it's impenetrable yes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, ironclad. Really, it is it really is and it has been for you know what is it four decades and it it's just th- took that long for it to trickle down and seep into the consciousness of the right carriers which is which is clearly the, the cult of dangerous gentlemen the high shaman that bring you all of these uh, these life jewels. That's where it comes right. from. This is where it was rooted in. And we didn't even realize it until we, like I said, we, we tried to circumvent the scaffolding. And somewhere along the line, we understood that it, just because other people do it wrong and incorrectly and pervert it doesn't mean that it needs to be abandoned, right? So the word cult first had to be reclaimed. So just because some weirdo took a bunch of people out of the country and made them drink poison Kool-Aid doesn't mean that the word cult has to be thrown away. Using it in its proper alignment is what you have to do in full view of everybody else. Also, you don't throw away the rites and the rituals. Just because, you know, hooded men in robes have used these things to prey on your children and, and get in your pockets for so long, that doesn't mean we throw away the rights and the rituals. We reclaim uh, all, all them.
0: based on the Scottish rite, by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. We we yeah. reclaim it and we use it yeah. properly in the proper context, aligned to empower people and freedom from, you know, the shackles that they wear on their mind. This, we have to do it. We you can't create this thing. This is the bones, you know, the 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 ritual, the the religious connection. It's the bones of everything that humans do on a large scale. So to throw it away would just be counterproductive. Ooh, so once yes. we began to embrace it and bring it back into the fold, that's when everything started to explode and, and grow and become more abundant. So the re- the reclamation of ritual.
0: Absolutely. And the people, the people have also responded in kind. I had somebody hit me up and said, look, I don't know what y'all were doing. Boring my ass to sleep, talking about fucking permaculture for 45 minutes. But once y'all got into the six-fingered blue talent <laughs> cult of wearing, he was like, "Yo, that's 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 when you piqued my attention. That's when I loved it." So, I mean, listen, w- one of those things could potentially save your life and give you a means to feed your family if shit hits the fan. But I, I get it. I get it. Hey, hey, here's something practical and helpful. Nah, 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 nah. Can you? Can you tell me about how you said the secret code that you found the side quest and the algorithm <laughs> to get the six fingered blue taloned bird? Can you tell me that story again? It's what people want. So we got it. We got yeah. what the people want. The people want the cult, they want the structure, they want the guidance, they want the voice of Dolomite to speak through this podcast, and they want it to resonate in their minds and in their hearts. And rear their children and love their wives and make them better people. And just because long pussy has has been destructive in certain stages and abusive in certain stages in history, that doesn't mean we have to throw out all of the qualities of long pussy. There's a lot of positive shit about long pussy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just 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 because there's been some dick clouds who have, have assembled themselves to do some super unrighteous shit against other organized dick clouds, it doesn't mean the dick cloud model is wrong. And if you're new and you don't know what the dick cloud is, people build obelisks, that's a dick. It's a representation of what's going on in the spiritual world. And just like the glory of God used to shine on people's faces, that's dick juice. That's that's God teaching people how to be bound in principles and to be dicks, how to go out into the world and conquer land and get shit and organize themselves as they need tribalism is dick cloud it's shekinah Mm -hmm. glory dick cloud energy and it's just like slimer with the ecoplasm you get slimed you get some shit from the other world listen you you, there's it's not seen to you but whether you realize it or not there's some god that's bound you into the to the tribalism that manifests in itself physically but something's going on behind the scenes and what it is is whatever that Whatever that God you pledge allegiance to, he's he's busting spiritual nuts all over your faces. It's, it's, <laughs> that's why it says that it's the it, it's the your face looks like it's seeing the glory of God. It's all in there. It's all in it, it there. Really it's just coded is. language.
1: It really is. It's crazy. It, it's crazy how once you shift your perspective a little bit, everything just lines right up it's like that crazy perspective art where no matter you stand in different places in a room it doesn't make any sense but when you get your distance and your angle right it all just snaps together perfectly and that's all it takes is a shifting of perspective and that's that in and of itself is a beautiful life lesson because it lets you know that for one everything isn't meant to be viewed from all angles because there's a different objective truth from all those angles it all exists so if a person is standing in the wrong place they have no choice but to not see the complete picture so it's not about arguing it's not about the debate of what you see what that person sees it's about perspective and every one of these lessons trickles down into something that we can practically use to free ourselves from the stress and uh, tumor generation that is social media and everything all the shit that they're trying mm-hmm. to pull us into and make us you know farm ulcers for the system and send us to the hospital to get put on a cascade of crazy ass drugs. This is how you sidestep all of that. And not only do you sidestep that, the new place that you find yourself is infinitely more abundant and conducive to success. It's a win-win all the way around.
0: One hundred percent. And you see the you see the lightness in the world. That that one basketball player. I don't even know. I think his last name is Cantor. But he, I don't think he's Jewish. But he's got a Jewish last name. His last name was Cantor, and he was trolling LeBron with some custom shoes, and it basically had a, a picture on his shoe of LeBron kneeling in front of Xi Jinping and him putting a crown on. Mm. And it basically said like slave shoes or some shit. Like you, you, you make you know just basically just calling him out for the hypocrisy. Like you, you make money from slavery. You make money from real deals going on right now. You don't need a time machine. The slavery is happening right now, and you're a direct beneficiary of it. And so I, yeah. I got to give that that dude is whether he realizes it or not, the voice of Dolomite moved in his heart and moved yeah. in his soul, and let Clearly. him know like you need to call this shit out and rein this in, because this 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 exploitation and profiting from slavery we do not want this associated with blackness. You must correct, brother James and show him the era of his ways with your fly-ass shoes. And the spirit moved him, and he did what he did. And so whatever your first name is, last name, Cantor, we shout you out. We shout you out whether you realize it or not. You are an extension and an honorary member of the Cult of Dangerous Gentlemen.
1: Absolutely. We appreciate you doing the Lord's work. Absolutely. He is an officer. Bro, I'm looking <laughs> at the shoes right now. Like He, he definitely has Gangsta some honorary far. rank. He's got yeah. honorary rank, <laughs> Inez Cantor, okay. to say no more excuses, modern day slaves, genocide, torture, rape, slave labor. Oh, bro, wow. So, now, now see, this is not pan Black Panther drag. Like putting a like putting some cop pigs on your socks when you go to play. Like, see that that's different. To me, that's different. This is some real deal. Uh, he wow. I I hadn't seen this. It says "hypocrite Nike" on his shoe, brother. Made with slave labor.
0: It's so direct. <laughs>
1: wow. And what's and what do you say to that? As LeBron, knowing the truth, knowing exactly what you're making your money from, what do you say? Oh, he completely
0: dismissed it. He basically said, like, this dude, Ines is just trying to make a name. He basically accused him of Kaepernicking, Like, you're just, you're trying to make a name for yourself, showing out with some activism shit. Mm. And, and what's funny is, it's like, okay, when you talk about really where activism is and what the real deal issue is, it's not, there's a huge issue with the problem, the moral problem being um, people, righteous people being unjustly fucked up by the police. It's like, no, we've moved into a station of, of power and business acumen and having enough money and resources that, that now, if you want to talk about activism, it's like, okay, what is the righteous way to wield that money and power that you got now? You know, like like Colin Kaepernick's version of, of uh, activism is a very romantic notion about the, the story in America and black activism. And but it's it's antiquated, you know. There right. was nobody with five hundred million dollars getting money off slave labor, having a moral conundrum. Like I say, that I give a fuck about my history of slavery. I wouldn't want to profit from slavery, uh, brother Malcolm. What should I do with this? And he seeks counsel. You know, I got a billion fucking dollars. How can I use this wisely? That that wasn't a problem in fucking 1964. It's a problem now. You know what I mean? So I would give credit to Inez of being a more legitimate activist than fucking Colin Kaepernick. You know, and he's not getting any he's not getting any real like big press and profiting off of it. You know? Like the, the same thing he's challenging in terms of real activism is the same source of filthy lucre that made LeBron rich that's that's fueling and funding Colin Kaepernick's activism. Wow. So it's just silly. It's, it's just silly to talk like it's 1964 and that's the only notion of blackness. Like, that's it. That's that's where it it ends. It's like, nah, now there's a more mature conversation to be had. Like, what do I do with a fucking billion dollars? Knowing what I know and coming from where I come from and having the understanding and, you know, what my ethos is. What's the righteous thing for me to do with a billion dollars? That That's a more nuanced and powerful conversation. And fucking I wear I got pigs on my
1: socks. Cause you right. know, cops are pigs. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 whole thing, dude. I mean, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Of course, we we railed crazy about it last week, so I don't want to Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> wanna... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we we definitely ran that whole uh concept through the ringer and I'm sure there will be some uh there will be some ruffled feathers there, but we care not. So and, and also And we invite
0: you on. Oh, please. This, oh. this is the only show that solicits all of its listeners to come on. And as much as you flake, uh so Sophia flaked
1: again. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: no, 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 no,
1: Bitch, you said you wanted to be on. You said right. you
0: wanted to be on. You got some shit, but you you all scary.
1: Did she hear something she didn't like? Well, make sure you tell her. I said oh,
0: no, 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 no. No, it wasn't anything about no no no. It wasn't anything like that being offended. I think what it is is people they feel like and then they get the fear. They get the fear. You right. know? And the thing is, you got to just you got to go by that fear. And I always direct them like, "Listen, go listen to especially to the earlier episodes and listen to what a fucking idiot and goon I sound like, not being able to string together an entire sentence without a uh or a pause." or you know just having a problem conveying a coherent idea period um yeah but you got to work past that you got to work past and the more you do it the more comfortable you get so just get over it just get on have the conversation we'll do the best we can to make you feel comfortable but so far there's no i I, and and honestly i haven't gotten anybody hit me up on like this was some super offensive how dare you i haven't got any how dare you's
1: but you know i don't know I think the good thing about overall, and I know this is going to sound like a a, a, a segment of just self-horn-tooting, but I mean, I think overall, most people who listen to it should be able to feel and understand that at the root of all this is deep compassion and a need for healing in all directions. That's that's literally why we're doing this, and we're talking the shit that we're talking. But you have to be able to be irreverent about things. You can't always approach it with this uh, holiness and this unwillingness to offend. And sometimes you'll never get down to the thing that strips away the separation when you're approaching it like that. You're handling it with kid gloves, so to speak. Sometimes you got to throw it around. you got to drop it and kick it across the room. And maybe, just maybe, if you treat it the right way, it will break and reveal something that was hidden inside of it. Yeah. And that, and I think that's the overall point. Some stuff needs to be broken and put back together or just broken and swept up and thrown in the trash. But nothing is protected. Nothing is not on the table for deep, irreverent scrutiny as far as we're concerned, but just always understand that that's the underlying idea. This is not to piss people off on purpose. It's not to hurt anybody's feelings. I mean, I don't really care if we do, but because that's not what's important. What's important is getting down to the thing that's gonna strip away the separation because I honestly believe that there's a thread, there's a common thread in all of this stuff that if we could expose that common thread, we'll do more good than harm. And which is why a part of me, like the whole, like, uh, and I know I'm, let me just prepare now. There's not, there's not going to be any disavowals. The, the whole, uh, rallying around the idea of a, of a black thing, my bad, of a black thing. I think that's, uh, I think it's bad for us. I think it's bad for us because I think that we can do better. And the, and the bigger picture is that humanity needs the help. So separating yourselves into these subcategories is just not the thing to do. You're you're making your, the group of people who can help you and empower you. You're making that group smaller every time you do that. So I'm done with it. I think reductio ad kunum fixed every, the uh, the last lingering (laughs) piece that I think that fixed it because I saw it happen in the real world after we, uh, after we talked about it. So i'm gonna I'm gonna throw this clip in here just so everybody can hear it for themselves if you know who brother polite is brother polite is a very popular well up you know maybe a few years ago more popular but he was a very popular person in this uh black consciousness uh sphere of influence and 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 uh, all over social media back in the day he was teaching people about egypt and a whole bunch of cool shit. and then somewhere along the line it just became this this money grab to where he he doesn't talk about egypt anymore he doesn't talk about history now it's just about you know getting rich in a bentley and riding around with chicks and it just the substance sort of evaporated you know and then recently um he got accused of some real wild shit that i don't even want to really you know who knows what, what's going to happen with it or whether it's true or not so i ain't going to put that out there i'm sure if you search his name you'll figure it out but a friend of ours trolled him <laughs> purposely on his social media and because you know polite's riding around in a in a bentley and my homie went on his live and said you're driving the white man's bentley
2: i'm still
0: driving the white man's rolls royce yeah, because they ain't have a black version to it, so I got all black instead. What's this Negro name? Slop Funk Dust. Oh, uh, figures, figures. With a name like that, you obviously ain't doing nothing with yourself. But hey, Slop Funk Fest or what, what, what was that? You see, Negroes would do that. Negroes would bypass all the information I teach. How about you make the money that I'm teaching you about, and when I teach you about making this bread, how about you say, let me show this brother what I would do with the money if I got it in my possession. Cause I'm gonna tell you this, a lot of people making bread, they ain't taking the time out to tell you nothing. They ain't telling you none of the tricks of the trade. They ain't telling you how they access their funds. They ain't telling you the things that they learned in light of them accessing the money. They don't tell you about nothing.
1: And it was the most hilarious shit ever because we were just talking about it a few days earlier. And then I saw somebody exercise it in the real world. I think it's amazing. I think it's absolutely amazing. And it shows me the power of that attitude. And Polite, he he trolled Polite into saying his name. <laughs> Which is <laughs> priceless when it comes to hip-hop. Absolutely priceless. To, to troll an internet influencer or celebrity into reading something off that has your name in it. Now you have Infinite Source of samples and shit that you could so now right before you drop the beat you got Brother Polite saying your name it's it's absolutely beautiful but for posterity and just to keep it all the way real Brother Polite was the victor in that exchange because he immediately talked about how stupid it was to claim that this is the white man's being uh, the white man's Bentley, and uh, there's a lot better things you could talk to me about about my finances, and you could you could tell me what you would have done with the money if you had it. He was completely correct in his rebuttal, but because of reductio ad kunum, my homie thought he won that exchange because he said you're driving the white man's Bentley, <laughs> and well, it's, I it's, I love it. Well,
0: yeah, I love it too, and it, it's I can't wait to hear whatever beat comes after that drop. It's just—it's just its just going to be amazing. What an amazing get! Um, yeah. We established clearly that Reductio Kunum is only a defensive tool. It can never be used. The moment you use it offensively, it ceases to have the blessing of Dolomite. The—the—the right. the, the magic goes away from it. It's—it's it's strictly a a, a a
1: judo tool. When Which is why attacked, he got served. Right. But that's why he got served because he used it improperly and it got turned back around on him as it should, <laughs> you know, it was absolutely beautiful. The way it unfolded, we, we got some powerful shit on our hands right here. Absolutely. It's, it's the ender of all arguments listen, concerning that type of shit.
0: With what you were saying about, we can't be afraid to, to be offensive or be super polite about, listen, I mean, was, was Dolomite socially acceptable? Mm. Was that something that you could play out in the public sphere? and it was it was it was a part of 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 just the common parlance and everybody would be of course not of course not and so it wouldn't it wouldn't even be right if it was something where we were if we were overly concerned about offending people we wouldn't be true to the voice of god we we would we would have already failed in our mission so absolutely we do not go out of our way to offend anyone our goal is not to offend but we'll never um, skirt or miss an opportunity to relay honesty because we're afraid to offend. We can right. never do that. And sometimes you just gotta put crochet helmets on these babies and have them just run at each other as fast as they can head first. Right. If you're gonna now, get them we to have the to pros, lose? they gotta start early.
1: What do we have to lose? They clearly can't generate enough force to call CTE. This is the best time to ever have them crash into each other. Like and and you're uh, you know the your irrational Protection of babies is stopping nope. you from discovering <laughs> nope. how profitable and powerful the infant NFL is.
0: Get the infant NFL going. Get it on Vegas. Get the get the odds makers to start betting on games. Do it. We need to make that happen. That's another revenue stream.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm waiting for it. This should be on TV, this Thanksgiving. We should have the babies in their different color uniforms. They're, you know, carrying out their their tribal violence with chasing up, chasing around the football. I don't yep. see. I don't know who won't love that. You no. know, other than postpartum ladies. But you know, we, we, you know, there's better things she could be doing than watching babies crashing into each other.
0: Absolutely. What kind of what kind of ridiculous <laughs> sadist are you that that's what you're into? <laughs> right. It's, but yeah, it's it, it absolutely needs to happen. The football is is plush and it's just covered in some kind of like strawberry flavored gelatin, mm. something to make it to where they want to fight over it,
1: you know? Right, right. You so that that's how you train them. You every baby in the in the camp has a a, a crocheted football with his favorite mashed food inside and shit. Yep, they're you know, in know, the melee. They're getting
0: the senses. <laughs> And they're associating that football with everything that they love, absolutely,
1: yeah,, gotta... and then by the time they get to the field, they see that ball, boy. They know what time it is. They start salivating and crawling all mm-hmm. fast and shit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's natural. They, they They don't even really need any game training. You know, this is just a food response like go for the ball. Absolutely. and and the rest will take care of itself.
0: honey absolutely. if we if we have a if we have a baby, can we enroll it in the infant football league? With crocheted helmets, they can't generate enough momentum to incur a serious injury. If we
2: injury. have a baby, can we just take a picture of what I see currently, right now?
0: <laughs> Honey, I'm comfortable. <laughs> and
2: let's put this picture on the parents' world of the month.
1: What? Honey, like, I'm comfortable. I just,
2: you- I just want this picture.
1: I think whatever she's looking at, she's photo joy for this episode of, of the, blog, of the podcast. picture.
2: I want the whole world to see.
0: Why are you putting my business out there, honey? I'm comfortable. Honey, I agree. I
2: want the world to see the gloriousness that I get to see.
0: Honey, some things, some things need to remain secret. That's yours. That's yours and yours alone. You take that, honey. Those hot
2: and readdies, honey.
0: Yeah, I got I, see this is what I call
2: because
0: you know, i don't I don't fuck with all that fast food shit, but she likes to get them them little Caesar's Hot and reddies, so you <laughs> know they got the tidy whities. but I got a pair that's like bright red, and I call them the Hot and reddies, and it's just basically a banana hammock. it's just it's just enough <laughs> to cover up the balls and the dick, but it's not really leaving much else to the imagination. And when I see people in my house that I didn't invite, you know, I feel like this is how I want to walk around my house this is this is what I'm going to wear. This is what I'm gonna wear to make my presence felt, so people know.
1: I don't blame you one bit. And I get the joy
2: of seeing that gloriousness.
1: Honey, you want me to link you up with a second mic?
2: Hunky bunny. What? I I don't want uh, another mic. You know what I want?
0: Huh?
2: I want a video camera up in this bitch.
0: Honey, you have it. It's called an iPhone. Uh It's getting explicit. Love, will you do me a solid? Can I have a little more wine and orange juice, please?
2: I don't think Bongo would feel comfortable in a room with you with those. um, Absolutely
0: not, honey. I would never be in a room with Bongo without pants on. But this is broadcast (laughs) over the interwebs, honey. It's different.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Can I have a little more wine and (laughs) orange juice, please? Do me that solid, love. You know I love you. You're so sexy. You're the girl of my dreams.
1: The couplets are are really getting to her. She seems to uh,
2: you'd be very, very <laughs> uncomfortable. Agitated.
1: Oh yeah. She's just keep in <laughs> mind, don't
0: judge her. She's been bombarded for three days with nothing but unsolicited dolomite couplets for every question, every response. What are we doing for Thanksgiving? Right. Bitch, I'm going to tell you
2: I don't want what we're doing don't on do this one. Don't All right,
0: I won't. I won't. Look, give me some wine and orange juice, though. I've been feeling kind of sick. I need that vitamin C. Do me that solid, please. I love you.
2: I'm going to
0: cut you. Honey, I love you. Don't cut me. You're so sweet.
1: <laughs>
0: Threats of violence. <laughs> Yo, th- every, every night. So I had to get a biometric safe to keep the gun in because she was like, no, bitch, i learn. I'll learn the code. So just, you got to get the biometric. So I'm like, okay. And now every time she's angry, she's like, I'm going to cut off your fucking finger to get the gun. That's her threat. That's her threat every time she's, she's angry. Listen, she's a thug. I'm managing, I'm, I'm managing, I'm managing a thug. That's what I do. It's like, I'm, I'm managing a rap act, but she's, she's not, she's not getting paid from rhyming. She's getting paid from, from financial and business shit. But I'm still managing a thug, and I got to keep her focused on her money so she doesn't, you know, wig out and just fight bitches in the street. This is what I'm dealing with right now. So I got I to talk real calm to her. I got to be real sweet to her. And, you know, I've pushed it to the limits this week. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've literally just been walking around the house, like even just making casual observations about things going on in the house. It warrants a, a two-bar couplet proclaimed. Proclaimed in a loud and obnoxious voice at all hours of the day. It. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, absolutely it. so I absolutely love it. Honey, I already
2: yeah. have a picture. Honey, you got so he uh, can see you're hot and ready. Honey, he don't need to see that. Honey, did you? Bongo, you, do you want to see it? Absolutely not, honey. i wants to see it,
0: babe. You got to get the fuck out of here now. I love you so much. Give me a kiss and get, get go. Find something to do. You're so beautiful, and you got a chunky fat ass, and I love it so much.
2: Mongo wants to And you got a pretty it. smile. He doesn't
1: know it yet. I mean, you got to get the fuck up out of it. here now. I love you so much. He <laughs> he Thank you. To. I feel like there's an underlined. I, I, I feel like there's something not. else is going on. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> she wants to see it. <laughs> she definitely wants to see it. I feel like she's trying to say something right now. And I don't know if no. I should be offended or not. No, don't <laughs> don't be offended. She's she's on some feminine
0: shit where she loves to talk shit. Remember, this was the person who just lost their mind when I told them about the broken chromosome, and she was like, "I knew my clip was really a dick. I really knew you bitches had pussies." She was ecstatic. She's always
2: yeah,
0: that's true. She's on some hardcore feminine shit, so she just she think anytime she any chance she gets to to. To try to 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 under undermine masculinity. She does it at every turn. It's just what she's on. So she's trying to emasculate both of us right now.
2: Masculinity.
0: Honey, if you send my friend a picture of me in my underwear, you you making both of us uncomfortable. There's no winner there. There's no there's no desire to see it on the other end, and there's no desire for me to send it on my end. You're just trying to instigate with your man hate.
2: No. But
0: honey, we're we're worshippers of the long pussy.
2: I'm trying give to you show your credit. people your shenanigans,
0: honey. People, anybody that knows me knows my shenanigans, honey. Well, I'm hey, declaring the virtues of long pussy publicly.
2: The hot and ready. He doesn't really know your. Honey, shenanigans.
0: that's that's a secret. That's
2: a secret for the home, show honey. Some things need world.
1: to be kept in the sacred chamber. Yes, honey. Because
0: some things just need to be kept in the sacred chamber. It's not for the world to know. It's for the it intimate inner circles, honey, for the sanctums. You
2: don't have any problem showing people your world.
0: Honey, I'm older now. My streaking days are over.
2: Gene told me you streaked in front of him. You told me about that story. Okay, so it's not a problem? Yeah, honey. So I'm a, if I show people you, honey, I'm a crazy person. That was, honey, that's before I
0: heard the glorious voice of the <laughs> true and ready. living God. Who taught me to think oh, and yeah? proclaim the couplets. We're
2: gonna start with that nigga again. Dolomite? <laughs> We're gonna do that again. She just called out okay, a nigga. All right, honey. All
0: right, bitch. Get from outside of my room and flee out that door. If you don't leave, bitch, you will be laid out on the floor
2: <laughs> with your hot and ready. You're don't, gonna don't be uh, with me laid be out on the floor because yeah, you will be have
0: yeah. hell to pay. If you don't get out of this room now, you'll need a new place to stay. I love you, honey. You got to get the fuck out now. I love you.
1: I so love you so much,
0: honey. It you're my you're, you're my honey bunny, honey. I love you. I love you. I love your micro penis. I don't mind when you dock locked me. You
2: to out of the room.
0: Honey, don't do that. That's unreasonable. It's unreasonable. Mm-hmm. All right, honey. Come on. If you ain't going to get linked up on a second mic, you got to get the fuck out. If you want to participate, you can participate. Right now, you're just trying to be an instigator, an invader, uh, no. and a player hater.
2: He's, he's moving his legs in and out, in and out. Because I got to
0: pee. I'm full of wine <laughs> and orange juice.
2: And he has...
1: Tidy (laughs) Ready's. Tidy Ready's. She
2: is. I am ready for you.
1: Hot and and whitey's.
2: I am very sorry. Very inappropriate.
1: Honey, get the fuck out of here.
0: I love you, bitch. Get out. (laughs) Do what you got to do, but be
1: be gone for me. I do truly love that, bitch. There's something profoundly beautiful. In these exchanges, and I have to. <laughs> when I first started hearing them; it scared me a little bit. I thought I might have been getting a peek into into some some abusive shit. But now, <laughs> <laughs> but now I fully understand. After having seen you guys at your ceremony and, and, and you know feeling out the energy in person, now I understand that this is just a very uh, a clever arrangement and configuration. Of love that some people may not be familiar with. But luckily, here at the Cult of Dangerous Gentlemen, we give you a peek into all kinds of shit you never thought you'd understand. Right. So you're welcome.
0: Yeah. Gosh, I love it. So send some money, go on and promote whatever project you're working on. We're not trying to be assholes. It's not about us, it's about all of us together. So if you got a plumbing business, if you got a fucking cake delivery business, whatever the fuck you do, go and leave a five-star review, and just like we troll with Epstein Didn't Kill Himself and listen to The Cult of Dangerous gentlemen, leave us a review and promote with whatever the fuck you want to promote. Pay there it you. forward.
1: There you go. There you go. So I've been uh, checking out... There's some current events that we, uh, you know, we would be remiss not to mention here. You know, one of them... Is we're
0: we, we gonna do it, we're gonna do it, but you got to give me 20 seconds or I'm after Howard Hughes this room real quick. Don't no worry, <laughs> I'll be right back. Right? I apologize, I apologize profusely. Usually, usually, I'm the consummate professional and I'll just go on mute and just piss right in my thermos, but <laughs> she just refilled me on the wine, so that wasn't an option. And I couldn't have gotten through a whole nother carafe of this and been able to make it, so I apologize.
1: All right, c- current events. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No apologies needed, brother. You know what I'm saying? You know how this rolls, the we? I think uh, one of our one of our greatest strengths is the ability to vibe back and forth between completely prepared and professional and and the, <laughs> and the, and, the, and the inmates are running the asylum. <laughs> I, I pride myself on on being able to dance back and forth between those spaces seamlessly. But yeah, current events. One. I think uh we i think most likely everybody knew what was going to happen and you know kyle rittenhouse is innocent on all charges i have to say i'm a little bit surprised that he didn't get any type of uh you know weapons thing like i thought that was going to be the very least maybe the bone they throw to the people who are itching to riot right now i thought they threw throw him some kind of bone but uh, I don't know. How do you feel about completely innocent all the way across the board? Or not guilty, rather? Uh,
0: not guilty on all charges. I mean, I was surprised that that's what he got. But I feel like it's the only fair way to do it. I feel like the whole prosecution was political. I think in any other circumstances, they wouldn't have done it. I see how people keep reacting to it. Like you know, let's let's start arming our black seventeen year olds, you know, and sending them out to your neighborhood. Um, absolutely, you should do that. If if ever there's a bunch of fucking white people, and this this was a majority white riot, showing up in your neighborhood and burning them shit down, yo, send out all the black legally armed seventeen year olds you want. Right. I think I think I think that's the folly is to make it a race thing. When it's really just, at this point, it's a common sense thing. Like, we've kind of accepted race riots in this country. It's one of those things where it's like, we won't let you do some other shit. You know, like, the Lakers won, you may want to turn over a cop car, but eventually that shit's going to get reined in. That shit ain't going on for months. You're not celebrating the three-peat for months. Right? But with race riots, it's one of those things because we're so... Culturally sensitive about it. We kind of understand like. uh, American history kind of sucks. It makes us all feel gross. It makes us all kind of. Want to distance ourselves. As much as possible. From the ugliest parts. Of what are inextricably. A part of our history. So when people go out. And they say well this is in the name of some black shit. Everybody kind of just. All right. All right all right. It, you know, it's happened at key times when like, you know, Martin Luther King got assassinated, uh, Rodney King's, you know, the cops that beat him up, didn't get in any trouble. You know, there's been times where it's kind of just gotten out of hand and everybody's kind of just understood like, okay, it's just something that happens in America. It's silly because in any other country, like it wouldn't go down like that. Like go, go in China And talk about how upset you are that Xi, Shui, whatever the fuck is in prison and was treated unfairly and you hate the government abuse and you think they're racist. So you're going to burn some shit down. Go ahead. Do that shit in China. They will have no problem fucking you the fuck up. So I think that kind of warps our perspective because a lot of people have bought into the narrative that everybody that out that was out there. Was just out there because they really cared about Jacob Blake. Right, right. Jacob Blake, who Joe Biden, his ex-wife, like, let's put this in perspective. This is idolater. Like you're a fucking <laughs> urban terrorists <laughs> that's fucking up the black community, that's fucking up, like, like we talk about protecting women, you know, and this is a big thing in the black country. We need to protect our women. We need to value our women. Okay. This was a dude who went in, who Joe Biden digitally penetrated this woman against her will and was like, "Yo, you better not be cheating on me. Bitch, she's not with you. You want to talk about toxic masculinity. You want to talk about I'm not standing up for you like you're Marcus Garvey and you're Malcolm X or you're some kind of hero. You're a fucking asshole. You were doing some asshole shit. You were doing some misogynistic, toxic masculinity shit. You went in and you were acting like that pussy was your property and it is not. She has our autonomy. We respect the micro penis and we don't think uh, long pussy has rule with no strings attached. You just get to decide what's gonna happen with the micro penis because you got long pussy. Nope, I reject that notion. So to be like, we need to go out and protest and be mad. Because this dude, who was being an asshole to his community, being an asshole to his ex-girl or his baby's mother or whatever, who was showing out, fighting cops, he's got three kids in the car and he's going for a knife. Nah, man, fuck you. I'm not using any universal goodwill or capital stacked up in the fucking in, you know, 11th dimensional blackness bank of goodwill. I'm not spending it on you. I'm not spending it on you. I, I I would rather see it utilized to bring Oscar Grant's killer to justice. I would rather see it to get nonviolent drug offenders that got hefty, hefty sentences. I'd rather see it spent on them. But this capital of goodwill, like on Jacob Blake, nah, fuck no. You're a piece of shit. You're not a good person just because you happen to have gotten shot by a white cop or a Jewish cop, really. And this is one of those instances where um, Jews are minorities until it fits the narrative to make them white. And it works in our favor and it works against us. So in this instance, it worked against that dude. So he was like, at that point, he couldn't be like, but my name is Shlomo. It's like, no, bitch, you're a white dude. You're a peckerwood. You are the enemy. You are taking on all of the fucking responsibility of white america it's all going on your shoulders you shouldn't have shot jacob blake like i don't think it's legit i don't think people are educated and i think a lot of those people that were out there they didn't really even give a fuck whether that was a righteous shooting or not they wanted an excuse to go out there and be assholes they wanted an excuse to go out there and be assholes and the cops let them the news justified them politicians commended them there was all these organizations set up to bail them out to make sure the turmoil and the fucking chaos kept going and going and going and at some point it's like it's easy if you don't live there to be like fuck it let them destroy everything that somebody else built you know we get this crypto empire going you know what i'm saying and somebody Joe Biden's a chick and then the cops shoot him because he's running for a knife I'm not letting nobody burn down the compound because you think that was a fuck. Yo, take that shit up with we'll do that. Don't got nothing to do with me. Don't fuck up my shit that I cryptoed my escape pod, you know, I crypto my weight out of this and you're gonna destroy it. So I empathize with people who have having all their shit destroyed. And the sentiment was, I don't wanna be racist. So because I don't wanna be racist, I don't wanna condemn what they're doing. Because if there is a racial dynamic to it and there was a black person in America shot and it was a true racial dynamic where it was fucked up and it was unjust, I don't want to be on the wrong side of that. Unfortunately, because nobody looked at the meat or the substance of the issue, they just ran with the political narrative. And the political narrative was Jacob Blake is a hero, as declared by heels up Kamala Harris. She declared him. She said, thank you for what you've done. (laughs) What is <laughs> what? He mm. he finger-raped his baby's mother and then got shot. Thank you for what you've done. <laughs> like this is how low the bar is and it's fucking mm. insulting. It's insulting to try to put these people in the fucking black legacy of America pantheon. Like we ride let's ride over Martin Luther King. He did so much to fucking change culture and society and people's thinking. And, you know, Rodney King was a testament to police brutality and see how rough they are with us. And when they think nobody's watching, look how fucked up they are, Be All right, Uh, this dude's running around finger-raping bitches and endangering children with knives. Uh, Him too. No. Fuck no. But because that was the narrative, everybody was okay with, yo, fuck it, let it all burn down. So this kid shows up. I mean... I don't know his heart. I don't know his mind. My bias is you kind of wanted some static, probably. I don't know that to be true. I get the sense, like, if you were going to show up, but at the same time, like, okay, What if everything was absolutely on the up and up? I really want to go here. My dad lives here. I got friends here. I know people that own businesses here. I just want to protect my community because the police aren't stepping up. The politicians aren't stepping up. This is wrong. And I would be a goddamn fucking fool to show up there with no protection. Right. So if I remove my bias and I say, based on the facts, if he was sincere in why he was showing up, if he really wasn't going there looking for a problem, did the problem present itself? And even all the shit we could talk about Rosenbaum and he did rape, I think it was like 11 children. It was some ridiculous shit. He raped a lot of kids. That has nothing to do with it. If he didn't provoke that altercation, Kyle Rittenhouse should have gone to jail for murder for shooting him. Doesn't matter. And, th- and this is where everybody's being dishonest. Who gives a fuck if he was a child rapist? has nothing to do with it. If he didn't provoke that altercation, Kyle Rittenhouse should go to prison for murder, even if the person he murdered was a rapist. But without fail, and that's why I don't like, everybody keeps bringing up their criminal records. Their criminal records don't matter in that moment. It's not Kyle Rittenhouse didn't have an extensive criminal record, like the dude that was beating his wife, the dude that had, there was all kinds of charges across the board for all the people that he ended up shooting. It's irrelevant. In that moment, Based upon what happened, I'm being an honest juror and looking at the evidence. I'm removing my bias because I can't prove anybody's motives. I can only look at the evidence which may indicate their motives. There was nothing from Kyle Rittenhouse that was like, I'm going to fuck you up if you fuck with me. That literally came from everybody else. I'm going to fucking murder you when I see you. All of the quotes substantiated by multiple witnesses, all point to the fact that every one of these people that went to do him harm, they didn't just do go out and do him harm. They were stupid enough to give him the legal justification because they vocalized that that was their intent. And it wasn't just, I'm going to fuck you up. The verbatim quote, I think, from Rosenbaum was, when I catch you alone, I'm going to kill you. So he's Gotta a kid. It. Yeah, he's a kid. He shouldn't have been out there, right? In in some common sense shit. I wouldn't have brought my kid there. Even if I'm upset about what the politics is going on, even if I'm upset that we're riding over some bullshit and we're 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 guy, you know, we're we're disguising it with all of this fucking righteousness, but really it's some bullshit. It's some bullshit. It ain't Oscar Grant, it's Jacob Blake. And it's not all the same shit. But we distill it down to a white dude shot a black dude. Fuck it. It's Rosewood. Fuck it. It's the same shit. Like, everybody's not intelligent enough to parse out the facts. Like, nah, that's not what this is. But even if you disagree with all the fuckery that was going on, on a common sense level, you're not going to drop your kid off with a rifle. Like, go help the people that got hurt, honey. Take your AR-15 with you. I'll pick you up. At eleven, and yes, Timmy can come over with you for stovetop. We're having stovetop tonight. like I, I just I don't see a world with that, but that's that's not all of that shit is just fuck it what you know it's 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 all irrelevant once it gets to the point of he's already there, the people are threatening him. We can all argue that he shouldn't have been there, but we could also argue that the rioters didn't have a real reason to be there, and they shouldn't have been there. And right. we can argue that the police should have fucking been there,
1: but they weren't. And so why were they not it. there? Let's let's clear that up. Why were the police not there in full force like they might have been in some other situations?
0: They were told to stand down. Right. They were specifically told to stand down. So now you got Lord of the Flies. You got mentally ill fucking criminals, pedophiles, wife beaters, and again, all this shit we want to talk about, the dude that he shot... Came from further away and had an illegal handgun. Kyle Rittenhouse's gun was legitimate. He was over 16, so he was allowed to have a long gun. If he would have showed up with a handgun like the dude that tried to shot him was, right? Then he would have been on potentially for some gun charges. But isn't it crazy? Just like with the George Floyd shit, we know there was a dude that showed George Floyd, sold George George Floyd uh, fentanyl. No charges. We know that dude, and I think he's a Jewish dude too. The fucking juice boxes are littered throughout this fucking clusterfuck in Kenosha. The guy that ended up getting shot, Gage whatever the fuck, I think his name was, he had a gun, a handgun. He traveled, because they keep saying this state line shit. He came from further away, and his gun was illegal. He wasn't permitted to have a concealed handgun. No charges for that dude even though you know that the law was broken. So this is all political. It's selective prosecution. And for that alone, even if Kyle Rittenhouse did do something wrong and he should have gone to prison, because it was 100% political, fuck it. I don't I don't think nothing should have happened to him. Just like the shit with Roger Stone. Roger Stone was 100% political. We found out that Fauci did the same shit, that McCabe did the same shit, that Comey and all these other motherfuckers from the FBI did the same shit. They testified to Congress and they lied. None of them are getting prosecuted. So when you start getting into a world where the crime doesn't matter, but if the person who committed the crime is a part of your tribe, that's the defining factor. That's a recipe for some fucking South American Sandista and fucking whatever. That's some Civil War shit. It's, you you don't prosecute your political enemies just because they're your political enemies. And we we've seen nonstop selective prosecution, people throwing Molotov cocktails ain't going to prison. People that were fucking all on the, the FBI was there. The FBI had drones in the sky. The FBI can fucking read a date off a of penny from outer space. You don't know who threw the fucking shit. You don't. You didn't track them to see where they came from. Why is why is it a billion dollars worth of damage and an entire city burned to the ground? And Kyle Rittenhouse was the only person that was charged. And he literally didn't pop off a single shot until somebody directly threatened his life.
1: So let me also let me clear this up. I know some people are gonna get, you know, they, they want the details to be correct. It wasn't an entire city burned to the ground, per se, but there was definitely a few blocks and a few things (laughs) that were out of sorts after this shit happened. I I think it's extremely uh, important to to remember that because I see a lot of people talking about if the riot was so out of control, how come the only people that died were killed by Kyle Rittenhouse? Again, that's because the police were told to stand down, which rarely ever happens. Rarely ever happens. You know what I'm saying? So you got to think about why they would do that. Why they would, do you think the police agreed with the riot? Or do you think there was an ulterior motive? Why would they back away and just let this shit happen?
0: Because it's political. It was political expedient. It, 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 it had some political expedience to it. It made Trump look bad. It supported the narrative that America's racist. So if you don't have enough America is racist fuel, if there's not enough story, and again, my, my contention is always, if there's so many America is racist stories out there, why do we need to embellish the facts? Why do we need to say Ahmad Aubrey was a jogger when you know he wasn't? Why do we say Richard Brooks um, was was just sleeping in his car and the police shot him? When there's so much more to it than that. So if there's really these glaring, you know, Medgar Evans, fucking, you know, uh, Mississippi burning, um, uh, Emmett Till. If there's all these stories that this is America and this is how we get down and this is what it is. And not just some, maybe it's a little more complicated than that. Maybe there's just some nuance than that. Why are all the stories that make it to the news invariably doctored the fuck up. Brianna Taylor, the warrant was at the wrong house. They repeated that over and over. No, it wasn't. Brianna Taylor was completely innocent. No, there was two years of wiretapping. She was absolutely helping launder money for drug dealers. That's absolutely the fact. They showed up at the right house. That's where the warrant was from. So if it's really just white dudes with hard dicks that can't wait to just indiscriminately murder black people, If that is such the reality, it seems like we're putting way too much effort trying to shoehorn these narratives into the stories. Like, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, if I'm around in 1885, it's easy for me to find these stories of white people being assholes, white people being violent and angry and nasty towards black people, the system being unfair towards black people. I mean, fuck. I mean, is there anybody else besides Roger Stone? that's trying to get Marcus Garvey posthumously pardoned, he was unfairly targeted by the FBI. He was unfairly labeled as a criminal. There's no activism for that. Why? Like, we're now we're talking about a time where there's a whole bunch of stories we can pull, and what it is, is all of these people, and it's white people. It's pink people. It's, it's the pinks. And this is what I find so strange about it because it's almost like pink people in academia picked up on the rhetoric of the 90s, like they found a sister soldier speech and was like, yo, let's make this fucking academic. And they're all rolling with that narrative. Like Tariq Nasheed writes the fucking bullet points for the DNC. Like never before has the political establishment been talking about shit like white supremacy. Like everything is couched in white supremacy. and So no, it's bullshit. It's not that, it's not that. But, but, for political expediency, if you convince people, yes, it's racist, yes, it's fucked up, and we're the only ones that's fighting the racism, they're the ones that are promoting and embracing the racism, because they didn't just say, he was a kid that shouldn't have a gun. No, he was a fucking white supremacist. Just think about the leap. You could argue his mother shouldn't have dropped him off, he shouldn't have been there, it's irresponsible, that's not enough. No, he was a white supremacist who was there solely to kill black people. And he shot three white dudes.
1: Right. Make that
0: make sense. Possibly Yakubians. So th- this, is, this is just stupid. So I think that they stepped, they, they stood back. I don't think the police wanted to do it. Right. I think the mayor, the infrastructure, they knew this was a strategic political win. The optics that they created, they were willing to take the L for the damage to the city. To have something that they could say, look how bad Trump is. Look at these righteous black people with their righteous indignation. They deserve to be this angry. They're trying. This is the speech of the unheard. This is what it is. People riot and do violence because they've tried to talk to you and nobody's listening. And this is a righteous moment that if you're a decent white person, the best thing you can do is perk up your ears and say, brother, I hear you. I hear you, and I want healing, and this is wrong, and Trump is racist, so let's destroy shit because a dude that finger-raped his baby's mother was shot because he tried to grab a knife when the cops told him to stop. You're right. This is righteous indignation. They can't make it make sense on paper. If you start pulling at the thread, it all pulls apart. But because they just kept repeating that narrative over and over and over and over and over until the public was fucking brainwashed by it, you, If you're not paying attention or you're not doing any research, you may really think that the summer of, what was it, 2020 or 2021? I don't even remember now. It's all bled together. Yeah, seriously? Yeah, but the summer that we just let everything burn to the ground, you would really think that this was a rekindling of, you know, uh, the Morris Pettis Bridge or, you know what I'm saying, the assassination of Malcolm X or, you know what I'm saying, the Panthers storming the the capital in California. Like, this is some shit, like, black people have had enough, the police are killing them indiscriminately, and they are war- They deserve, they, they need to rise up to rebel against this because it's so fucked up. And all the numbers and all the statistics don't support it, and all the stories that we put out is like, this is the grade-A story. Doesn't sell it. Like... I, honest to God, 100% think if what happened in 2020 happened in 2009 when Oscar Grant's killer got involuntary manslaughter for shooting him with a gun in the back of the head when he was already handcuffed on his knees and the trial got moved to Beverly Hills, it didn't take place in Oakland where it happened if people got out in the streets and said yo this is an example of the system protecting a white officer as a part of the power structure and is and is and is trivializing the innocent life of a black man yo i would i would 1 million percent understand that shit way more than the shit we tried to concoct to justify what happened in 2020 there is no fucking oscar grant There's a fucking rapist. There was a career criminal who ran up on a dude with a gun. There was a dude that tried to fight the cops, take their taser, and tased at them before he got shot. None of these are anywhere close to Oscar Grant. But for some reason, in 09, it wasn't politically expedient because I guess Obama was the president. So nobody on these same news channels said, yo, what they did to Oscar Grant was unforgivable. The way that they handled their trial to protect his killer was fucking horrific. The bullshit excuse that I thought it was a taser, not my gun. Why would you even tase the dude? He's on his knees and his hands are handcuffed behind his back. Why would you need to tase him? There was nothing to support that narrative. And all of these same people that said we need to go out there and the riot shouldn't stop. And this is justified anger for fucking Ahmaud Arbery. And, and Rayshard Brooks and Jacob Blake and George Floyd all of those people that were out there in the media saying we should do this shit none of them said any shit like that for Oscar Grant they were That's like fuck it
1: that's a fact. And this is a clear, like you said, it's, it's so much clearer. There's no muddy water here. There's no nuance that needs to be discussed. There's no, it's just a clear miscarriage of justice right there. But we didn't have the, um, we didn't have the preloaded social situation to drive it to that fever pitch like we have now. And like you said, even the language and everything was different back then. The social flopping wasn't happening the way it is now. So it's just uh, it's disgusting, in my opinion. So many people have been lied to, and and I don't I don't know how much. Uh, I know the narrative has been twisted a lot, like you said with the even with the Ahmad Arbery thing and the details of what's going on. Like we know a lot of shit that the news was saying is just false. The problem is you don't need to falsify it, because those dudes were wrong enough. So when you falsify it on purpose. You cast a lot of doubt. You make it look worse than than it has to be. Nobody should have had to say anything. Even if it was... Like, we don't know what this dude was doing. He was... But either way, they went way far out of the bounds of what's acceptable. Right. So you don't have to fluff it up and be like, oh, he was do- He was just jogging around. But, but
0: here's the problem. But here's the problem, though, dude, because the people were so irresponsible with their rhetoric and so over the top with this shit of... Kyle Rittenhouse took a gun across state lines and he's a white supremacist that went there with the intention to kill black people, because you've talked all of this ridiculous shit, now people who would otherwise be reasonable will not admit that to you. Like, right. if you if you go to the other side, just like when you try to talk to people on one side of why Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent, right, and this was all bullshit, the same ridiculous mental gymnastics that you get from them and the ridiculous fucking rhetoric you get from them, you're going to get from the right. Try talking to somebody on the right of like, dude, okay, what if he was stealing tools? You don't get to drive up on them with guns talking about, hey, we want to talk to you. (laughs) Like, and even if y'all would have done it with a white dude, you shouldn't do it with anybody. You know, because the implication is, of course they did it because he was black. Of course they thought he was guilty because he was black. Of course they showed up with guns because he was black. Maybe they would have done it with a white dude. I don't know. But I don't even want to get into that. The fact that they that dude was not a threat to you, he did not intrude onto your property. If Ahmaud Arbery is breaking into your house and you blast him with a shotgun, okay. Yeah. What are we talking about? I'm fine with that. But the fact that you saw some dude in your neighborhood, you're trying to police your neighborhood. He's fleeing your neighborhood. He's retreating. You don't at that point get to hunt him down. And that doesn't mean he wasn't an asshole. Like, all of these these videos emerged of him, and absolutely yeah. he was an asshole. Being super oh, yeah.
1: aggressive. Like, if you'll be that aggressive with cops... You know what I'm saying? Like, especially with everything that they've been telling us, everything that they were, they're saying, they're telling you that cops will just indiscriminately murder you because you're black, cause, and they know they'll get away with it. But then you got this video of Son basically <laughs> opening his jacket up and walking up on him and shit, and right. talking mad crazy, what the fuck, are you, do? What the fuck right. are you doing? Son? And they're just like, yo, chill out. Nobody got hurt that day. I mean, you know, I, I think he did get hemmed up and shit like that, but he didn't get killed for it. So if son is that aggressive with the people who you know will indiscriminately murder you and get away with it, I can't even imagine. I mean, it's not fair to try to put it in context. But who knows how you would act with civilians if that's how you act with cops? So, yeah, it's just uh, when they when they do the, when they treat the narrative like that, it makes everything else look stupid. And and listening to these guys talk and everything like that, like they have, they they've done a very good job at incriminating themselves and proving that they were acting extremely irrationally the shit that they're saying like the prosecutor bro this got to be the easiest case ever (laughs) this has got to be the easiest case that prosecutor has ever experienced they're like so he didn't do anything they're like nope he didn't threaten you no and so when you were on your phone call, you said, my dad is slap-ass crazy and we need more of this in the world. Yes, I said that. It's like, oh, all right. You Fridays, motherfuckers, bro. Like, what else is even left? The son right. is not even trying to be, like, he's being more honest and he's clearly guilty. He's being more honest than the guy who Kyle Rittenhouse shot in the arm. Absolutely. That guy's tiptoe. He's tap dancing all around the questions. He's like, I well, well, I don't really." This dude's like, "Yeah, I said my dad slap ass crazy, and that's a good thing." Like, okay, I'd rather have him (laughs) in that chair than the other guy who was being all slick.
0: Right. And 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 this is the problem that people have been so well trained to just buy into the narrative to to completely surrender their critical thinking at the door, the moment they get. So their their trauma provoked. They they work that trauma muscle. They frenzy people up in an emotional state, and then they deliver the information. It's with a dude with a suit and a bitch that looks sexy and it looks professional. And there's all these fucking magical screens behind them, and you just think, oh, this obviously these are the people that know what's going on. It has an air of professionalism and authoritativeness, you know. And we're only now getting to the point to know, like, no, this is nonstop. 100% propaganda. And I need both sides to see how you're both buying into a narrative and why this is a great thing to point out of like, okay, um, these dudes in Georgia and this kid in Kenosha, this is both white supremacist vigilanteism, according to the narrative. But when you unravel the substance, these are two totally different cases. And even if Ahmad Aubrey was an asshole... He was aggressive with cops. And it is indefensibly, indefensibly stupid. And I heard people trying to make him a hero too. Like these white dudes were hunting. Because that was the original narrative. These white dudes hunted down this black kid for jogging. That was the original narrative. These good old boys were driving around. Is that a black dude jogging? Let's get him. Let's get him, boys. Like that was their narrative. And that was not at all what happened. But there was dudes was like, I remember seeing online, like this young brother was brave. You know, with his dying breath, he went after them fucking devils and tried to fight. If a dude has a gun on you, for you just to run up at him and punch him, it's the stupidest fucking thing you can do. I nice. won't defend that. It's fucking dumb. It's stupid. The dude with the skateboard was stupid. Ahmaud Aubrey was stupid. It was dumb. But it doesn't even matter. Even if Ahmaud Aubrey was stealing televisions, had a criminal past, was an asshole, dealt drugs, whatever, who gives a fuck? Has nothing to do when you talk about law and the facts of that moment of who was right and who was wrong. And this was something where those dudes had no business chasing him down. You called the cops. You could have continued to tail him, but because you had police experience, you were like, I'm going to go ahead and run up on him with a gun. You know, even though I have a gun at worst case scenario, he broke into a construction site and stole some tools.
1: Worst case.
0: And they're not even your tools. They're not your tools. It doesn't make it right. You know, and this is the difference. Kyle Rittenhouse didn't go in and say, I'm going to go mow these motherfuckers down because they're burning shit down. They're like, nah, you hurt? I can help you. He didn't break out the gun till somebody tried to fuck him up. That's a world of difference between two dudes driving in a truck up on a dude with the guns drawn. Hey, stop, buddy. We want to talk to you. And nobody from either side will admit that they're two worlds apart. So the people on the right are gonna be like, yo, these th- these dudes are just like Rittenhouse. They were saviors of their communities. They should walk, you know? And the other side that, hey, Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist who would should have went to life for jail, you know, went to prison for life. No matter what the facts are, those two dudes in Georgia and Ritten, they're all in the same bucket. They're all in the same bucket of vile white supremacy and there's no hope for black people in America. Abandon all hope. There's no chance for success. No matter what you do, everything's going to be taken away from you. You could just be out jogging and two white dudes will just run up on you and smoke you for no fucking reason. So just fuck it. Be angry and hopeless and don't even try. Fuck it. Wow. Uh,
1: Just when you put it that way, it's like if you want to be full-on conspiracy theorist and you want to think that everything is 5D chess, in which I'm not saying it's not, But a a lot of it is very possibly 5D chess. But this would be a great way to cause even more of a rift and down the line, create more uh, interactions that end in similar ways, regardless of which person the victim is, because it could go either way. It's not like everybody who owns a, a firearm legally is some good old boy. You know, everybody's strapped out here. Everybody got burners. So it's if you want to go that route, you could say that all of this is setting up society to just start fucking picking each other off. Yeah. Gosh, dude. But and nobody is picking up on that. This is where we need Dr. Phil Valentine. <laughs> to come, put to come, put some some higher perspective on this. I mean, at least just to bring it into the consciousness of people that it's a possibility, because none of this shit makes any sense right now. None and of I it think, makes any sense.
0: And I think we refer to Brother Valentine as re- refined dolomite. If dolomite <laughs> is the element, this is what happens when you refine it into and and distill it into a very potent concoction. Then you get mm. Phil Valentine
1: wow it's yeah he's he's the he's definitely uh, a more refined version he has he has just as much potential to spit a couplet but i feel like it would be a little (laughs) bit more poetic and less edgy you know less hard edges on it sharp edges rather so yeah we just this is a consciousness that we may need right now more than ever to just have it on as part of the conversation i'm not saying earth is an infinite plane that you can never escape from but that that's a cool thought to keep in mind when you're thinking about how to navigate this space so that's just what it is and and also something else coming off the uh that's related to to me i think it's related to how close everybody was watching this uh written house trial is that so many people have accepted that it's a miscarriage of justice, it's proof of white supremacy, and, and, you know, there's no future injustice in this country and everything's broken and destroyed. But also, a lot of those same people are excited right now and, like, you know, warming up their popcorn in front of the TVs because the Ghislaine, Ghislaine whatever, Maxwell trial is about to start. So I'm thinking, if if you know everything is broken... And you admit that this is all a farce, and we know what happened to uh, well, we don't know what happened, but we got a pretty good guess of what happened to Epstein. This this dude was bodied Allegedly. in full view of cameras, right? And where the
0: footage got lost,
1: where the footage got lost, the cameras were broken. Both people who were on guard duty have no idea what happened, and he, and he was in a cell with a legit murderous gorilla but nobody knows what happened. So if, if all of those things are a given, why would you be sitting on the edge of your seat now? Because of the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Did, did the justice system fix itself all of a sudden? Like, is this going to be the one, Like, I I just don't get how you just threw the whole justice system in the garbage, but everybody should keep an eye on this trial.
0: I, I would go so far as to quote the meme that they're absolutely related. And that I think it was Bacon's Rebellion um white people and black people started figuring out that um we're all getting fucked. There's a power structure in place whether it's mouth rape or ass rape, rape is happening. We're both victims of it. And the moment that we realize that we need to be unified to stop the raping, our rapist is going to get us to hate each other. We're both going to still be getting raped, but all of our attention is going to go away from our asshole and we're just going to stare at each other and face-to-face and just hate each other and all our focus is there. And that's what the Rittenhouse trial does. The Rittenhouse trial is infinite fuel to keep common people at each other's throats. Right. With a whole bunch of people that are highly emotional, highly disinformed, highly tribal on both sides about the matter, and aren't approaching it with any kind of rational thinking. And it keeps those common people who have common interests and are experiencing a common rape, keeps us at each other's throats instead of both of us linking up together and protecting our own asses. Whereas the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, that's the power structure just basically flexing right in your face. We've been fucking kids on an island We've been blackmailing the fucking princes of Europe, (laughs) every politician on the fucking planet. They've been fucking kids. We've been making videotapes. There's a whole dark underbelly of the FBI and the CIA working together, black operations, blackmailing people, making politicians basically beholden to these these dark... And again... um, Everything in my um, reductio cunum history is that the FBI and the CIA has always been the problem. The CIA helped uh, the crack epidemic that that really fucked up the black community, right? The the CIA was willing to fight a war overseas. Let's raise some money by getting black people strung out on crack. Fuck it. We'll, We'll be able to get some money over to the Sandistas. And Oliver North was a part of it. He's got a show on Fox News. Nobody went to jail. Nobody got in trouble, right? So I don't remember the CIA being, you know, in, in, in the realm of blackness. The CIA was... Nobody Nobody was on some black shit trying to be associated with, with the CIA. Same thing with the FBI. I'm pretty sure the Panthers got taken down because of snitches that were working with the FBI. The FBI printed out disinformation. I think Pro and all that shit was going... So all of these structures, these evil fucked up structures that are a part of um, portraying people trying to do something righteous as being enemies. Marcus Garvey, Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, Martin Luther King, Kill Yourself, Malcolm X. These are all the people that we revere as heroes. All of them are fucking enemies of the FBI or the CIA.
1: Right.
0: Now we have a situation where All of the energy and all of our attention is on this fucking, this uh, distraction from the fact that we're both getting raped so we can hate each other. And what's quietly going on is this Lane Maxwell shit. I guarantee you there's not going to be cameras in the courtroom the whole time. I guarantee you they're not going to get to the bottom of any of that shit. I guarantee you they're never going to find any of the tapes. Like, if you couldn't keep Epstein alive, I want to know where the fuck all these tapes that were confiscated. What evidence locker are they in? Because if you couldn't honey, keep an eye on you. Epstein, I don't think you're going to be able to keep an eye on these tapes. What's up, babe? I want
2: you.
0: I know, honey. I'll be there in a little bit.
2: No, I want you now.
0: Honey, I got like 20 more minutes. Let me finish up 20 minutes. I'll be no, right there. No, I
2: want you now.
0: Honey, you're being unreasonable, <laughs> babe. Come here, love. That sounds like Moscato talking.
2: I want you to come to bed now.
0: I'm going to come to bed very soon, honey. I'm so very tired. I'll be to bed by 8, I promise. You look so good, honey. I can't wait to get to bed.
2: Come I love you so now. much.
0: I'm coming soon, honey. Let me wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. Um, and this is the power structure flexing. Look, I kept you distracted with this written house shit. The real deal is I control the world. I've bought all the politicians. I blackmail everybody. You can't fuck with us. You can't touch us. We're fucking MC Hammer. We can murder people live on TV and you can't do shit about it but you're talking about some white supremacy for uh, one person being dumb, killing three other people who are being 10 times more dumb. That's where all the attention is. But the real power move is the Lane Maxwell shit because nothing's going to come out. Right. It's not going to be broadcast all over. And if people could get the facts so wrong about Rittenhouse when all the information's out there, how much you think we're really going to know When they're doing the best that they can to obfuscate this whole shit. How much you think we're really going to learn about this Lane Maxwell shit? When that bitch from ABC was talking about she sat on the Epstein story for three years and nobody would let her run it. Why? Why is the same media who's trying to get people fucking angry or get people charged up politically and to try to get people to think a certain way so that they're politically malleable, like These are the same people who absolutely are Pravda on behalf of the state. These motherfuckers are nonstop propagandists. They work for the FBI and the CIA. That's what the news is. The news is we're doing some wicked, horrible shit, but we need to put a good spin on this. How can the news frame the story for people out there? What can they keep their attention on? What can they keep their attention away? What facts can we kind of obfuscate? What are some things? Cause this to this day, because I know you know when we were kids, all of that shit was conspiracy theory. Yeah. All of that shit, uh, the CIA is selling crack. It was like, nah, that's some, that's some Alex Jones shit.
1: Nah, that's some you know corner, that's some on the corner soapbox, Dr. York. Dude with a head wrap and a chew stick talking some shit. That that's what that was until we got a little bit older and it was grounded. It was it was grounded. It was concrete and it's just a fact now. And and they push it to the back burner and they expect everybody to still deal with it as conspiracy theory. But it's a fact, Absolutely. a proven fact. It's open. It's on record, and you can see it. And like you said, nobody got in trouble. The pe- even and they didn't even go as far as to disappear the people who let it out. It wasn't even nope. that important to them. <laughs> they didn't even disappear, the motherfuckers who blew the whistle and pulled the covers off.
0: Now, some so. of the people that reported on it got murked.
1: I but wasn't, the, wasn't it like a, the main guy was like an ex-CIA guy? Or, you know, Michael was, Rupert. Right. Michael and he Rupert. didn't get murked, right?
0: I don't think so. But I know Gary Webb, who was a reporter, he ended up apparently suiciding himself.
2: Okay, we'll so, so there talk.
0: were there were some deaths around it, but I mean, but whatever the case may be, I mean, we're ta- the same apparatus that targeted all of the people that we revere as heroes in the the American Black Pantheon. That same apparatus is responsible for putting out the disinformation that's making everybody hate each other, that's making everybody completely misinterpret all of the facts about all of these news stories. And I absolutely believe it's a distraction. Because the real shit that's going on is, we have a story, there's a court case, and it's about this entire fucking blackmail, government-funded operation where they had an island where they were fucking your children. They had a child fucking island with all of the biggest scientists. Bill Gates is getting divorced. Why is Bill Gates getting divorced? He's on the flight records. You didn't know you were hanging out on an island with a dude that's fucking kids? Man, get the fuck out of here. They're all I don't disavow and I don't say allegedly. If you were on that flight log, you were fucking kids on the island. The burden of proof is on you. You prove to me, because I'm pretty sure there's some tapes that are out there before they get lost in the evidence locker that shows Bill Clinton, Bill Gates, all of these dudes. Fucking underage girls. Mm. Why aren't those tapes public? Why are we Why are we getting all this access to Rittenhouse? Don't we as the public own those tapes too? I want to see what the fuck is on those Epstein tapes. You mm. lost the tape where him he got murdered. Can I see the tapes of the people fucking that probably got him murdered? Can I see those tapes, please? Nope. Can we do it before they get missing like everything else?
1: Nope. And you gotta... I, I, I'm guessing uh, this woman was a lot smarter than he was about how she stores her shit or... You know, all I can think of is one of those, you know, if anything happens to be all of these things will go public kind of vibe. Yeah, dead man
0: switch, yep.
1: Right. She's been sitting around chilling and, and they claim that she's the linchpin to all of this. Like, she kept all the records. She knows what's going on. She knows everything, but she's been fine. And I don't even... I'm I Honestly... I don't care enough to even know exactly what she's on trial for. I don't even know what the claim is. I don't know what she's trying to defend herself against because we already know what's going to happen here. It's going to go away. Do you think she's going to jail? Like what could she possibly go to jail for if they didn't even admit that the dude who they murdered was guilty, who they allegedly <laughs> murdered was guilty. They ain't not even, they didn't even admit he was guilty of anything. So what, what is happening with her? It's it's all goofy to me, but everybody's ready for it. All the people who balled the, ju- the the justice system up and threw it in the garbage just got it back out of the garbage, unfolded it, steamed it, and ironed it, and made it all pretty because now they're hanging on edge about this trial. And it makes zero sense to me. I don't understand it. How did How do you allow them to flip your switch back and forth that fast? Look,
0: it's the real trial we will never see because Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. Right. That was the trial. That, yeah. Yeah. Whatever shit we're seeing now is what we're gonna get to distract us in lieu of the
1: trial. Right.
0: So and whatever- they've already
1: destroyed just by preceding it with this written house thing, <laughs> they've already further destroyed the credibility of it. Like so you should already know what's about to happen here. There's no reason to think that any real legitimate quote unquote justice is gonna come out of this trial. It's a waste of time, in my opinion. It's just something to do. And like you said, it's one of those uh it's one of those rituals that prove to you that you're powerless. yes, you're just going to do it's, it right in front of your face, and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: It's theater it's It's absolute just theater. like even the shit with the Rittenhouse trial, it was theater, dude. It was theater. like they doctored the tapes, they grandstanded. They tried to make all these points. The media was behind it. like It's it's a mass communication hypnosis fucking ritual that the best of intentioned people, if you're not strong enough mentally to be okay with being the odd man out or being an oddball or just really pursuing truth for the sake of truth, it's very easy to buy into it. Everybody around you wants you to conclude what they conclude. You feel a sense of kinship and togetherness with these people, and you don't want to piss them off. This is the this is the the whole, um, the whole kind of premise and the 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 eff- effectiveness of tribalism is that you don't even want to look into it further, because if right. you keep pulling at that thread, you're going to be at odds with the people that you love and that you're close to, mm-hmm. and then at some point it just takes someone who's either super fucking autistic or morally absolute. A moral absolutist is like, look, I don't care what the implications are, not just for my for my life for my own convenience, uh, uh, the truth is the most important thing. And I'm not going to disarm my critical thinking for the sake of social acceptance. Like I'm going to go wherever the facts lead me, and most people aren't like that. So these these like hypnosis, mass communication rituals, they're super duper effective. And I'm getting to the point where I kind of think like they've probably always been going on. I just think like with social media, it's so high pitched now, it's like impossible to miss it. Yeah. You know, I feel like it was probably more subtle when it was Walter Conkite telling us who the fuck we need to hate and when we need to be angry.
1: Yeah. You know? And it's it's constant now. There's there's 18 hours more worth of news a day than there used to be. Like I remember being in the house when i was young with my grandmother and i remember the hours that i was able to have the tv in the living room Mm -hmm. you know you can watch the jeffersons you could like (laughs) there's a clip here that you can have but once you know it's from five to seven or something like that that's the news so you just gotta watch the news or go back in your room or some shit like that but now it's a 24-hour cycle there's 32 different news stations and whatever you try to ignore from your tv is coming across your timeline on social media So I think they're only leaving you If you're plugged into this And you're watching it And you're following it And you're emotionally moved by it Like if you trust the system In one way or the other If you're plugged into this You have two ways to go They're leaving you with two choices You either descend into nihilism and depression Or you go out and throw Molotov cocktails There's no in between They're leaving you nothing else Because there's no way to logically navigate this If you follow If you follow the the details of the trials and if you're watching all the news and everything else, I don't see how you stay in the middle and just go, okay, well, I guess we'll figure it out. Not if you're actually following it all and you care about it. If you care about it, you either descend into nihilism, nothing matters, the whole world is broken, I might as well just die, or you go throw Molotov cocktails and riot you get Kamala Harris to buy you a plane ticket, to fly you to wherever the <laughs> ride is, and you and you find the pallet of bricks that was lovingly left there for you and you start bugging out. That what what other choices do you have if you're plugged if you're tapped into this shit? I don't think there's much else to do, so the only thing that's saving people right now is Completely unplugging from it and refusing to be moved by it now some people might call that, you know Burying your head in the sand and not being aware and everything But I think it gives you probably a better chance to truly understand what's happening outside of the narrative It's to not be plugged into it and not be emotionally moved by it. You gotta make your own assessment Because nobody's keeping it real. I if they are I haven't found them I I found very few people Who land in that place where they want you to be skeptical about both sides? Most people are all in on one side or the other, and they've drawn the line in the sand. If if this is what you—if you think Kyle Rittenhouse was innocent, unfriend me, and you're a fascist and racist and all this other shit—and if—and the other side is like, "Good, now we can bring our guns anywhere we want and shoot anybody who don't act right." No, no, no. If—if—if you want health care for all, then you eat babies with Hillary Clinton. Right. (laughs) That's right. like, wait, no, we were talking about healthcare Yeah, yeah, you're a baby eater. <laughs> you 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 live off adrenochrome, clearly. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And I, fa- I think the fact that it doesn't make any sense is a testament to how we cut the cord a while back. That's why we're not in fucking total disarray, ripping our hair out at, at how these things have developed. It's because this is what you expected when you step away from the table for a few minutes yeah. and you hear what the argument sounds like from the outside, you're like, oh, this shit is stupid. But when you're actually at the table and engaged, you're sweating and fucking your heart rate's going, you're calling people Nazis and, and racist and, and fascist and all that, you're in the game. you deep in the game. It's like walking in on a football game that's halfway, you know, halfway through. Everybody's all in a frenzy and you just walked in like, wait, which team? Wait, what's the score? And right, I think that brilliant. person... Yeah, who's even playing? That person is a, is in a better position to objectively judge what's going on. The people who are in a frenzy can't trust themselves. They can't Look, trust man, their own judgment.
0: It's not my dick cloud, right? That's all. That's the shit I'm on. It's not my dick cloud. I can observe it. I can tell you what you really think, so that you can hate me over it, which I'm fine with. But I'm not even saying that I hate you because you're concluding something different. I, you know, you're, most people are a victim to the culture and that's not to just skirt all personal responsibility to do your own due diligence and research and whatnot. But I mean, it's just one of those things where it's so ubiquitous, it's nonstop. It's, it's now been woven into every fucking thread of the American fabric, like the social fabric. There's nowhere you can go where you're not bombarded or confronted with this. There's nowhere you can go. It's like, yo, can we just do some, some, some regular shit? It's like, nah, we could watch football, but we may enjoy who's playing and betting on the game, but how do you feel about the kneeling? Because based right. on whether you think the kneeling is good or bad is whether I'm going to be a friend of yours and watch this game with you. So there, there's literally nowhere you can go in any part of American life where you're just not confronted with this shit, where you have to make a decision one way or the other. You know, so I hear Dolomite's voice in my head, and I'm just like, this is this is all fucking stupid. Yeah. And and I'm more than willing to point out when either side has a valid point, and I'm more than willing to point out when either side is bold faced lying, but I'm not I'm not taking up arms with either one of you motherfuckers. Neither one of you. Whatever the fuck you're getting primed to do, as much as you want to wipe each other out, listen if If we secede, if shit breaks apart, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. i'm going I'm going with the written houses. I'm not going with the Rosenbaums. I don't think y'all are gonna be very productive. There's gonna be a lot of child rape. I just i don't I don't think you've really thought all of this through. I yeah. think the doctors, the lawyers, the agriculturists, the engineers, I think they're gonna go to the same side. And if you can't see, that a lot of this rhetoric and shit you're engaged in is just... Pa- and, 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 this, and I came from a point where it's like, I want to agree with the left. I feel more comfortable with the left. But I had to get to a point where I'm just like, as much as I don't like a whole bunch of shit on the right, it's like, y'all aren't giving me shit to work with. You're basically so far gone and so woefully incorrect about everything that you've said. By default, you've made the white supremacists sound more reasonable. And even if I'm not like, hey, I'm on board with white supremacy, the white supremacists are like, yeah, this is a this is a better tax proposal. This is a more civilized way to run society. This is a they're all the so-called white supremacists, they're the ones that are making reasonable arguments in the public square. So so as as much as I would have a propensity to want to agree with you, you've made yourself impossible to agree with. You're talking crazy shit. Right. You talk, you're talking. Long pussy doesn't exist. There's no <laughs> difference between long pussy and micro penises. You're talking wild, wild shit. You're talking about white supremacy. White fucking supremacy is the rationale behind absolutely everything that you're observing. That's the you've made white supremacy the most powerful shit on the planet. You've literally said nothing happens in your life or in the world in general without the approval of white supremacy. I'm sorry. That's a place I'll only leave for dolomite. I'm not putting white supremacy with that kind of power to just make reality here and there. No, that's crazy shit. I can't go on board with you. And if you give me some legitimate shit like Oscar Grant, I'll be right there with you. Yeah, that's fucked up. What do you want to do? You want to go get Coney? You want to Donate some money. <laughs> you want? It? All right, cool. I'm down. I'll post the shit. What are we doing? We're posting pictures of Oscar Grant on February fifteenth. Okay, I'll post it. I'm. To, I'll, I'll do your little shit with it. I'm gonna post a black square for a corporate-sponsored riot event that made all of the billionaires even more rich because everybody was told to stay at home except the rioters, and we're mm-hmm. rioting over defending the fucking dregs of society, the worst amongst us. Fucking yeah. drug dealers and criminals and dudes that beat women and rape women, like and no. choke their
1: grandmothers and shit like that. No, none of that shit that. matters. None of that, none of that ethical shit you said no, matters if you're not willing to kiss a trans woman with a beard in the mouth.
0: There you go. And and I forgot about that. One of them dudes that got popped, he did beat his grandmother, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah,
1: he choked Damn, her fuck out. All
0: of this dumb shit. <laughs> this is fucking dumb. We're defending pedophiles chokers. and grandmother beaters. <laughs> And 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 we're doing this in the legacy of fucking hip hop, of Malcolm oh, X and fucking... That's what we're doing. That, that's the branding. The branding for all the... That's why we're talking about white supremacy. That's why we're talking about everything in the frameworks of black social justice. Because hip hop has been stolen. It's been employed politically because it was so effective at getting into people's consciousness. And And this is what the system has used it for so that so that malcolm x marcus garvey noble drew ali they're all on the same level with fucking, uh grandmother beaters and finger rapists and that and pedophiles right Th- and those are the co-opted. heroes
1: it was completely co-opted and you were fed like make no mistake here you were fed to the beast by the people who have more in common with the beast than they do with you the p diddies of the world who sit at a table with hundreds of millions of dollars in their bank account and tell you that white supremacy is the thing that's destroying everybody. And, and you can't make it in the world unless, you know, as a black person. It's like, so you did make it in the world, right? Like, no, no, not, not just, don't worry about me. You can't make it in the world unless you do this and vote for this person. It's ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. But, you know, this is what we have. This is what we got to deal with. This is what we left to process. Because we let them take it over and, and and mix it with some bullshit and feed it back to us, now everybody's infected. And if you try to bring up the truth, if you try to talk about the truth, it's reductio ad kunum, and the conversation's over. Yeah. So and, basically, and, the only way to win is to remove yourself.
0: And, and we're only putting this out for the sake of the audience so you can see the absurdity of it. Right. It's, 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 we don't want to revel in it, because we're not negative about it, but... You have to at least encounter it and see the bullshit for yourself, or you won't understand why eleventh dimensional blackness is supreme. You won't understand. You'll still be thinking the the whole world operates on the axis of white supremacy rather than spins in accordance with the voice of dolomite. Uh, Your whole worldview yeah. is, is 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 off.
1: Yeah, they taught you to they even they even taught you the misnomer so you could trick yourself. That's the trignology, right? And because we refer to all these horrible, despicable behaviors projected onto the world as supremacy. You know what I mean? They won't even do it the the service of calling it what it actually is, and it's white degeneracy. Mm. You know what I mean? They won't even call it that because they love that phrase so much and they love the inf- inflection of power so much that they won't call it what it is horrible, degenerate behavior. That's not what supreme is on any scale of the imagination. None of the things that you attribute to white supremacy are supreme. But, you know, they're happy with their words and you can't wrestle it away from them. So but I think I think next show we should we should get into some of that, what that trichnology is and what etymology means to the words and the story you tell yourself about things and why it's actually degeneracy and not supremacy, because love is supreme. Compassion is supreme. Those things are supreme. And people who are resonating in that supremacy would always see eye to eye with each other, no matter what vessel or what avatar they happen to arrive in. They understand those things and on any other scale that should be respected we know what degenerate behavior is and that's what it should be referred to as but it's still until they're willing to 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 give up this bone they've been chewing for a long time nothing is gonna change so I say unplug yourself unplug yourself join the cult <laughs> you have to join the cult study the study the scriptures and the manuscripts that we have for you go back through all these episodes and glean all the practical mysticism that you yes. can because there's nothing in there but more psychopathy more stress it, 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 they're destroying you internally a matter of fact they're allowing you to destroy yourself internally so by yes. the time you make it to the battlefield you're already broken you have nothing so the the Listen. war is won before it even starts
0: Get down with the docking ceremony. When you get to higher degrees, you could put a gauge in your dick hole. however you want to do it. Get in with the docking ceremony, stretch out your long pussy and and keep this in mind as well. Every time you try to anchor a word inside of your brain, every time you say it, every time you hear it, you don't realize how you're digesting it and how it's how it's getting. Super embedded and ingrained in your thinking. It's now it's now a go to in your synapses or whatever, right? Um, next time you want to attribute everything to white supremacy, just think about the movie Candyman or the movie fucking Beetlejuice. When you want to say some shit over and over and over and over, mm. think about if there's maybe not some spell shit to that, and how much you want to declare that shit. And 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 if the world truly was ran by white supremacists how gleefully you would look on as you see every human being that's not doing anything to change the condition but is completely subjected by some shit going out into the world and declaring the supremacy of the shit that rules over them, referring to it as white supremacy at every turn. And there's nothing that can be done with or without it. And if you think about any kind of high-level philosophy or theology or whatever, the shit that's the most powerful is God. You know what I'm saying? The shit that, listen, we can't get this done... Because God stands against us. Like, this can't fail because God is with us and God is supreme. So, when you start talking about white supremacy, well, look, brother, I would love to do this or we could start this business or make this happen. But you know, white supremacy just won't let it happen. It's white supremacy. We can't get any court decisions, we can't make anything happen in the world. Everything in the world is defined and carried out and dictated by white supremacy. Like, you on some Candyman, Beetlejuice scam shit.
1: Bullshit. And you're and the the making it what it is. In the correct yeah. usage of the word, a white supremacist would work in harmony with a black supremacist because the things that are supreme are the same on both sides. Yep. So they wouldn't have any reason to be at each other's throats. So just to leave everybody with a little bit of uh, the, the oh. power of etymology, something that I learned recently that I that I hadn't just it hadn't come across my table. So, you know, my wife brought it to my attention. The etymology of the word weird. The original usage of the word weird having the power to control fate yeah (laughs) Yeah. controlling the uncanny or supernatural that's what weird means right And, and 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 just think about how we use that word right now and how it's been twisted out of context the word morphology went in the opposite direction this may be something else that we need to reclaim right along with the word cult so yeah, I'm I'm going to make sure I prepare a nice lesson on etymology, the power of words, all that shit for next week's show. And I think that's something to put into the archives. We need to at least have one not full episode of course, but we need a good chunk to put into the archives about these words and list out some of the ones that we are purposely reclaiming because of the etymology. I Absolutely. think it's important.
0: I look forward to it. My only request is that you open with a couplet. That's all.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, that, that's just, <laughs> this, is the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the way.
2: <laughs>
1: I'll be right. I'm telling you, I'm going to have them chock full. Everyone, every show from now on is going to open with a couplet from one of us. So be prepared, be prepared to hear the, the voice and the words of God uh, reimagined as Dolomite, not even reimagined. It was always Dolomite. We just didn't know. We couldn't see it, but our eyes have been cleansed, and I, I accept the light. I accept the lumens of truth that is God is the voice of Dolomite, period.
0: May the voice of God be with you and speak through you, brother.
1: Facts, absolutely. So I'm going to let you go. I know you got some work to put in. Oh, yeah, I I'm about to like... get my
0: dick cut off. Yeah, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it is what yeah. it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to do some foot massaging and some soothing. So uh, prepare thine loins and uh, get to work, my good brother.
0: Yep, going from long pussy to nub pussy. It's happening. Take it easy, man, Till the next one.
1: All right, enjoy the rest of the night, man.
0: Peace.